Okay, and we are live once again with another episode of the Tech Talk for Accountants show. And I'm your host, Andrew Lassis with Tech for Accountants IT, specializing in the accounting firm industry. And with us today, Randy Crabtree of Trimerit and the Unique CPA Conference, which is going to be happening later in August of this year. And so Randy was a guest on the show maybe about a year ago, bumped into him a couple of times in person, maybe scaling um, QuickBooks Connect. Connect, yep. Yeah. So wanted to have Randy back on, talk about the new conference coming up. What are the things that are different? Some of the challenges that he's going through. It's always great to connect with them. So Randy, welcome to the show. Andrew, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and I really look forward to a, a fun conversation. Yeah. So in the, the conference, so Bridging the Gap, Unique CPA, the Tri-Merit Conference, the Tupac Conference, we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple different, couple different versions uh, going around of the name. So why don't you, why don't you give us the official name of it and the, what are the, the topics that we're hitting on this year? Yeah, I, so I honestly not sure I know the official name because I've been hearing everything. In my mind, the official name is the Unique CPA Conference with the subtitle of Bridging the Gap, which is you know, kind of our theme this year. But people are calling it all those things you said. It's really cool. It's not, I had this goal of doing, you know, everybody has a goal of doing something different. And, and I think we're on pace to, but it's not, you know, a, a real tech heavy tax or tech heavy, uh, not technology, but tax heavy, accounting heavy. It's more, let's build a better practice. Let's build a better professional. Let's figure out ways we can work less, make more, be more efficient, be better mentally, physically, avoid burnout. So we're just going to talk about all these things that all these really cool people in the industry have done to, to create or design the, their success, however they design, define it in their business. And we're going to try to build on that. And one of the topics that you had hit on, and I thought it was interesting, and I'd love for you to go a little deeper into it, is that health was one of the topics that you're focusing on this year. And so any um, insight into how that made it to the top? Oh, I could do about an hour on this, but so I'll keep, you can, you can give me the cut sign when I've gone too long. <laughs> It's a, this has become a, a major theme with me, just ways we can avoid burnout. I started about a year, year, maybe a year and a half ago, even uh, doing a lot of uh, presentations on, on mental health in our profession, burnout in our profession, ways we can, uh, you know, be better at it. And the more I've done that, the more I've learned, the more I found all these really interesting things people are doing to prioritize health in their practice or avoid burnout, which is huge. So the biggest thing for me is the burnout is a is an issue. It, it is a real issue in our profession. It's not just a perceived issue, although I think it's perceived a lot more than maybe it really is because there's people doing so many cool things these days. I've used cool like three things so far in this uh, podcast. So. It's a cool show. <laughs> it is a cool, <laughs> and you're a cool guy. So we got that going. Right, we got the, <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> So, so, so as we were coming up with uh, doing the conference in person for the first time, it was virtual in the past. I was like, this is the theme that I've been concentrating on for the last year plus. 
and I'm finding that it's important and I'm finding that people gravitate towards it. I'm finding that people are, are, are learning, but I am learning a ton just talking to other people. And so, so this burnout in our profession is in my mind, one of the reasons we're not getting all the people coming into the profession like we have there again, perception and reality of, you know, people go and they come in out of college and they are work 2,800 hours. And, 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 you know, if they survive two years, then maybe they're going to, you know, get paid out in 20, 30 years or whatever. And, and so in, what happens is, you know, that, you know, we burn out too many people. They don't stick around. We don't have people going into college in college, going into accounting to the numbers we did before. So if we somehow can show all the knowledge that is out there that people have used in their practice and help people find ways to be more efficient, to use technology as much as possible, to use all these different exercises that I've learned over the time for mental and physical well-being, I think we have a good opportunity to put a little bit of dent into this profession and, and get people excited about it. So that's mental health is and burnout is a huge topic that I just will talk about forever. And the burnout, you know, most people are probably focusing in at maybe not the ones that are in the weeds on the daily basis, but you know, like the, the March, April and September, October, where, all right, you're working 16 hour days because you have five months of work to do and only three weeks to do it. And there's only so much time in a day. There's only so much optimization. There's only so many emails you can send demanding to get the things that are holding up, backing up all the work that you're doing. And maybe, maybe we will get in a world where like, there's a chat GPT of like myself and a chat GPT of you. And like, when you request documents from me, like my guy goes and fetches them, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and gets, gets them to you. And then your guy goes and does my, uh, does my report for me. Like that's, that's basically what we'll all go to. We're all, we're, we're just like two years away from the matrix and just being like plugged in. <laughs> Well, you probably have a better handle on this than I do, but I had the, it's funny. I had this discussion, what you just said with somebody this morning and, and he was saying the exact same things. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I, I asked him, so what is this next tax season going to look like? He said, it's going to be different. I'm hoping it's going to be different. I'm hoping you're going to see, you know, somebody's chat talking to someone else's chat and start, or I mean, it may take another year or so, but we are exponentially growing. And so that is one of the sessions we're going to have at the conference is just AI in general. And what, what is coming, what is here currently, more importantly, what do we have right now? What should we be looking at? Not to overwhelm anybody because, you know, if you try to figure out everything that's out there that potentially can help you, you're going to shut down. And so we just want to talk about in basics, here's some things that you can do going forward. So it, it's that I'm looking forward to that that discussion at the conference yeah and would that be run by uh jason stats well jason just agreed friday to be on that panel so he jason will be on that panel uh in addition i think kelly parks will be on that panel and we're probably gonna have one other person i have about five people in mind and and uh and we're gonna see which one it'll be so yes at least mm -hmm. kelly and jason yeah 
Jason, all the stuff that he posts, I'm like, oh, oh, good idea. And I mean, we we've been implementing low level versions of this stuff in our or not even low level, like actually really high level. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like downplaying how big I know. Of an Do not downplay yourself. You get <laughs> yeah. so much knowledge, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> our some of the stuff that we've that we've implemented just since December. So, you know, six months ago, uh, as of recording this, that, I mean, it's just, it's opened up a ton of opportunities and I can see, obviously, you know, we're on the forefront of it in the technology space. So for us, yep. it's, you know, six months ago, we were saying, Hey, couldn't it do this? And I think just a couple of weeks ago, Canopy had announced they have the chat GPT that's going to help you communicate with your clients and do emails for you and be able to retrieve information. I hadn't dug in yet with all the features that it had, but you know, this is where everything is. And so we've kind of seen the writing on the wall with this few months back, and now it's kind of getting to the mainstream. It's not, but I mean, it's also very like, wait a second, what do you mean that it can just do all these things? So, I mean, the the amount of impact that it's going to have on the profession, especially, you know, and I, I've noticed people saying like the accounting today just put something out a couple of weeks ago that it failed the CPA exam. And you know, right. everyone's like, hooray, it failed. Like you'll never replace us. And, and it's like, I, the way I look at it, it's, it's a tool, right? And it's like bragging that your calculator came up with the wrong answer. It's like, I, I did the math in my head, correct? And and this spreadsheet is useless. It'll never take away good old brain power. And yeah, so I'm I'm curious of, of your thoughts on it. You know, we have this capacity problem. You're talking about mental health and having a tool that can, I mean, this in my eyes will be the tool of all tools. Yep. You know, I, I feel like crypto is kind of a come and gone hot topic, but no one understood or saw the practical, you know, the the people, the experts, oh, you could use blockchain to do this and that. And you're like, what's blockchain? And it's like, well, it's a ledger. And it's like, yeah, but what's that mean? It's like, you don't understand. And now, <laughs> and now it's like, it could write an article for you. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, write this article. And it does it. And it's like, oh, oh that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you could so, understand it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can see it in your hands and be like, what am I seeing right now? Is this actually? So I think it's a lot less of, you know, just imagine if you knew everything that I knew, and now you could see how this can replace title insurance and these weird, right. obscure things. So how do you see this kind of playing into the, if there is not enough talent and there's not enough time, and now we have a tool that could effectively replace some of that gap. How do you see that playing a role? Yeah. So from, from a, Technology standpoint and AI standpoint, I am by far the ex by no means the expert. But I mean, I've talked to enough people that there's like you mentioned, Canopy has now integrated that into some software with just email responses. I think Carbon has done the same. I think what's the other one? Uh, Client Hub. I think those three that I know of for sure have built you know AI or chat or something into their programs. And and this is, I mean, you know, I mean, the technology is incrementally changing right now we are we are just i mean the way we are today tomorrow is going to be 10 times more i mean it's just crazy and so we come to next tax season 
we don't even know what's going to be out there now because there's going to be so many changes. I'm sure into it. I'm sure, you know, Thompson, I'm sure CCH are all building things into their tax software. I'm sure into QuickBooks. I'm sure there's going to be more automation just on, well, just like you mentioned, Jason, just Jason or, or Ashley Francis, I think uh, uh, she's on Twitter, Seattle tax or something like that. She was talking recently about it as well, but just, just, you know, looking at a bank statement, putting it through AI to put it into QuickBooks, you know, more accurately. I mean, all these things. And if we can become efficient using a tool like that, that keeps us from working the 16-hour days, like you said. That keeps us or frees us up to do this high-level, let's say, advisory-type work, you know, higher-value advisory-type work without having to add more people because now we just saved a bunch of time because canopy or whoever's going to automatically respond to the emails i receive and, and answer the questions and boy you know this is going to be an interesting time my concern is people are going to use this and they are going to see all this extra time and then they're just going to keep working the same hours and if that's what they want great but i think the biggest thing is using technology to reduce the amount of time and still be able to make as much or more money than we were doing yeah, I think people that are kind of wear it like a badge of honor that they burn the candle on both ends, they're going to do that whether or not the option for making things more efficient exists. And, you know, it's like when you're used to doing something and then you're taken out of your element, what you're going to try to revert back to is what you know. So, I mean, for instance, we travel a whole lot and, you know, I'll be in countries where I don't speak their language. And my move isn't to learn French to communicate with them. My move is, how do I get them into what I'm used to? So, you know, I've got Google Translate and I'm sticking it in their face. Like, this is how I talk to you. Right. And, you know, it's the quick shortcut. I'm still doing what I'm used to. And maybe it's not an apples to apples analogy, but, you know, tax season comes and you're used to just, you wake up and, work all day. And, you know, it's, it's just, that is the norm. That's what's expected. And, you know, you kind of earn your stripes going through, you know, this was my first tax season and I survived and I've got right. the bags under my eyes to prove it. And I think that's always going to kind of be there. Like yep. just, just like in, in law, I have a friend he's worked his way up about to be partner, opening a new division, this and that. And he's like, you know, these people come in straight out of school and they want time off. And I'm like, what do you mean weekends? Like, we don't do weekends around here. Like family, like I've got a family. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like you have one kid on the way. I've got three that I ignore all the time. <laughs> it is too often a badge of honor that to, to put in those hours. And it's, it's just not, it's not worth it. Believe me. I'm at the end of my career and uh, I would never look back and go, I should have worked more hours. It's just not, it's just not the thing I should have spent more. And I, and I honestly, I think I did a really good job of making sure that, that I separated work and family and, and spent the hours with family. Cause I love spent, I mean, I got no more joy than just, you know, hanging out with family, you know, kids sporting events growing up. I never missed one. And I coached most of them, but never missed one. Now, if I would have had this this badge of honor that I have to be at my desk so many hours a week, you miss that kind of stuff. Hey, can I go back for a second to? Sorry, it's your show. You could decide where we're going. But no, can I, 
<laughs> Whatever you want, no. Right. I call I, the I'm... shots around here. Why don't you just why don't you just throw it out there and let me see if I allow you to, right. to go Thank where you, you. want to go? <laughs> Thank you. Well, let me ask Chat GPT if it's okay. Um, um because uh, you've asked about the health part, and I skipped a completely huge thing about our conference with with the health, the, the mental and physical health aspect. We are we are going to have you know tracks at the conference. We're going to have lifestyle, which is kind of work life balance. We're going to have tax. We're going to have technology. We're going to have you know practice management. But we're actually going to have one room that is dedicated for the entire two days as a wellness room. It's going to be yoga. It's going to be meditation. It's going to be mindfulness, aromatherapy, all these things that you know you just can't sit in another session or whatever. But you know feeling burnt out, you're feeling tired, go into the mindfulness room and we'll have a schedule of all the events that are going on in that room. We have a specific person who's going to be running that room. And I'm really excited about that. This is now I've never seen that at a conference before, um, whether it's been there or not, I'm not going to say we're the first to do it, but I, I am really looking forward to that. So that's a big part of what we're doing at the conference as well. And what are some of the things that you incorporate just into your own life? Obviously, it's an important topic for you. What are some of the two or three things that are big in your world? Yeah. And so that's when, when we talk about things that you can do to be refreshing yourself, be mentally stronger, simple things. And I'm on the road a lot. You, you, you too, but I'm on the road a lot. But when I'm not, I'm working at home. We have an office nearby, but I actually am more comfortable working at home and I can do as much here. Two o'clock or 10 a.m., 2 p.m., it's on my calendar, walk with my life. So my wife and I, we go out for a 15-minute walk twice a day just to get away, just to step away from the computer. I try to leave the cell phone behind because I don't even want that distracting. I'll tell you, I am not perfect at that part of it. It is a goal, but I usually don't answer it. I usually don't look at the text messages. So a really simple thing is that. Another thing is just getting the sleep. Sleep was not always the greatest because I'd wake up at three in the morning thinking about a project that I need to work on or that client or did I respond to that email? And so I've I've started to install what uh, Brian Cush, uh, he's a partner at Intend to Lead or co-founder of Intend to Lead. He and I talked a while back and he did a webinar for us. And it's basically, how do you shut down at the end of the day? You know, so that your mind is clear. You're not thinking about all those emails. You're not returning text messages or team messages or Slack messages at eight o'clock at night and check an email. You're just know at the end, a certain time every day, this is it. I'm shutting down. And you go through a ritual. So I, I try to do that as well and say, boom, that's it. I'm done for the day. It clears your mind. Those are just two simple things that I do. There's a lot of other things that I've learned that I'm not installing all at this point, but that I talk about that are, I think so important to just make yourself, your brain needs to be refreshed. And so if we can do that more than in the evening, it helps a lot. Yeah. There's so many times too, where, you know, I'll, and I'm so guilty of this and I do try to be present when it comes to family and children and things like that, but it's difficult, you know, seven 30 at night, I will get a Slack message about something that's not a big deal, right. right? But it popped up. It's there. And I can take the high road and, oh, well, 
I will handle this tomorrow during work hours. This is not mission critical. But then it's like, and if I don't, I will spend the next 12 hours obsessing over not doing this thing that I know isn't going to be important. And I've, the, the walls that I've put up for myself is the notifications stop yeah. after five. Perfect. And if it's an emergency, you can call me on my cell phone and I will know that it's an emergency. But and we're usually pretty good internally of if we're working on something outside of hours to respect each other's time that we just, Slack has the feature. You can send it tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yep. And okay, 9 a.m., I get a whole bunch of messages from things where people were working outside of of my hours. And, you know, it's never, I'm, and maybe never, 99 plus percent of the time, the things that are happening outside of those traditional hours, it's not something that if I waited, oh, we have this multi-million dollar deal and the response needs to happen at 6.58 PM Eastern. Otherwise, right. deals off. There's no way that any of this will close if we wait until tomorrow. And if so often with things, it's like, if, if it needs to happen right now, then it's probably not going to be, but it's built into like our, our prehistoric brain. Yeah. Right? Yep. We need to react. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've, I've been exercising before, gotten the push notification. I'll be on like treadmill. And the phone will like light up and I'll have some message and, and I'm like running fast. Right. And it's like, I need to actually not be <laughs> looking at this. And it's like, huh, there's seven minutes left and I'll break my all time record. But what did that <laughs> message say? Yeah. Oh, it is. everybody if, does it. Yeah. <laughs> what if I, yeah. So the, the health topic though, really really interesting and you know so often people like you had said no one's going to look back on their deathbed and be like i wish i spent more time at work no. i wish i had done more of this and that you know a lot of the time people will look back and time with family that was important the things that matter to you yep. being able to prioritize and recognize those things you know a lot of people where it's just like hustle 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 and you don't really know where you're going but you know this day and age, especially with everything connected, yep. I can't think of the last time I was bored with nothing to do. No, no. <laughs> like there's something always, right? There are infinite things that we can look at and do and then learn and, you know, being able to sift through that and get the important things up top. So I'm curious. So you had mentioned the first two conferences that you had done. And so these would have been 2021 and 22. So in the 21 specifically more of the, okay, it's COVID and we're all in this, you know, virtual everything. And then 22, I'm assuming last year, maybe there was like the thought of, do we do this in person? Do we keep it virtual? We learned a lot of lessons. Let's just keep with what we know. So what was kind of the the motivation this year to do it in person? Yeah. So part of it is, and you know, you and I, in person for the first time met at a conference. And so that is such a huge aspect to honestly, I think where I've where I've got in our profession is from being at conferences. 
and you, you don't you get the connection you get the you know we get to talk we get to collaborate we get to all these things because we met in person and so on the virtual conference you just don't have that interaction it's a, you have a speaker you're listening maybe there's a little chat going on and so from day one when i first had the idea to do a con not that i came up with conferences but for our own conference when I first decided that I think this is something we should do, I wanted it in person. And I probably originally started thinking about it in 19. And then when we pulled the trigger in 20, that, that we were not going in person. And so just to get people together, to to not only just share our, our business knowledge, but to share our personal lives, to share what our what our passions are outside of work, to build relationships, and then to, you know, Hey, I I I need some cybersecurity uh, help, and Andrew and I were talking about this at the conference, and I know now I can reach out to him, or I I have a uh, uh, a nonprofit that I don't ever do nonprofits, but now I met Sally at that conference, and I remember Sally's working on nonprofits, so I'm going to talk to Sally, and I'm going to get I'm going to call her and see if she wants to do this work. So I think just building those relationships and 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 sharing knowledge in person just happens so much more than virtually yeah we that was one of the big things last year i don't think i don't think we had done conferences or we had done not specific it was like oh the west palm beach like farmers market and we we like have a tent and it's like why doesn't this work and by like last year was the first time we kind of dipped our toes in the water and not even the the only the uh people there but the connections mm -hmm. of like you had said the collaborations and a lot of the the benefits that we had actually gotten from it which wasn't even it wasn't really the main objective going into it but you know we meet other people that are in our space doing the exact same thing with the exact same people and then digging into the kind of nuanced differences of our offers. Um, you know, we've made connections with a lot of SaaS providers. We're able to connect our customers with them, other cybersecurity providers, which, and I mean, a lot of people, I think in the accounting profession understand the, here are the things that I work really well with. Here are the things you work well with. It's not competition. It's like a competitor where we're kind of doing the same thing and yep. I get these that aren't the best fit for me and vice versa. And so some of the, just there, there was one, we, there were two customers that we talked and they didn't do business with us either, but there were two conversations that I had with attendees there that like I can point to and tell you like easily like six figure ROI on little suggestions. They probably don't even remember these. Mm -hmm. And one guy was like, oh, you know, you do this. Why don't you try that? And I was like, huh? And then it like exploded. It was like, that guy was really smart, whoever he was. And then another guy was like, oh yeah, I read this one book. Maybe you should read it. And I got this like incredible idea from it. And it's like, you know, these little, these little tidbits, you know, on a, on a Zoom conference, we're probably, no one's going to be putting in the chat on it. Like, hey, have you ever looked at like $1 million offers by, I forget his name. It's like Alex something or other. Like maybe you will get one page of one paragraph takeaway that would like really work well with you. So yeah, the, the personal connection is, I think initially with 
with Zoom like 2020, where it's like, oh, look, we can have virtual relationships and it's practically the same thing. And that that kind of practically yeah. piece, like we we really overdid it at that part. So it's it's cool though that you know that you guys had success with with the virtual one, but then are stepping into the this is what people want, like the community, the building, the relationships and things like that. And so curious on it. So August, so the the first day of it's the 29th and then 30th, two-day conference, correct? Yeah, and arrival conference day. conference the 28th. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be an optional uh, workshop the twenty eighth. I'm guessing most people arrive sometime the twenty eighth. We'll have an evening event on the twenty eighth. But yeah, two two full days of conference, optional half day on the the Monday the twenty eighth. And was there any reasoning behind the dates? Was it just that it happened to be there or was available? Well, yeah. So there was a couple of there was a nothing all that technical. It was in the past the virtual was basically the end of November, beginning of December, 30th and the 1st, I think this last year, maybe the year before, first couple of days of December. We wanted to have in Chicago because that's where we are technically based, although we cover the entire country. Chicago at the beginning of December is not necessarily a really great time to be here. I agree. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, so I agree. From a Floridian. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. December, January, not my favorite times to visit. This yep. past May, much better. So August there too. for sure. And, and the weather in August should be great. We did a a live podcast last August where we had about you know eight guests that uh, we flew in from around the country. We did this live podcast. We had a bunch of tax uh, professionals, accounting professionals come and watch live. It was at the bar I'm part owner in, in Chicago. And the date was just great. The weather was great. Everybody can get in. The people weren't overly busy. Now I know the end of August, we're only two weeks away from, you know, September 15th, but it seemed to fit in everybody's schedule. I, I, I have an advisory council we put together for the conference and actually just overall, I'm hoping for the unique CPA, which is a podcast and other things as well. But I, I threw the end of August dates out and everybody said, yeah, it works. It works. And all these people are at conferences all the time. So at least I knew from a date standpoint, we really weren't conflicting with others. And that was important. So, so weather and no conflicts, it seemed to work out. I mean, is there, is there really a whole lot else <laughs> that goes into it? But yeah, Chicago, I, I'm not even sure if I talk about it, but it's, it's literally... We we travel a ton, and Chicago's the only the only place that's been a three peat, and it might be the only place that's a repeat. Maybe like like with the intention of like we're going to Chicago for Chicago. Like my my sister lives in New York, and like we've been to New York, but I don't know. That's it's one of the places that's like a solid place. But we had only been in January and December, yeah, and and it actually gets nice weather. And two weeks ago, oh. it was like. It was like the perfect everything. And even the people on the streets were like, look at this perfect Chicago weather. Like it doesn't get better than this. So great place. Obviously, it makes sense for you guys being there that right. you know, doing hometown one less logistical uh piece that you're running into. So bridging the gap and connecting generations, prioritizing health, finding your success. So, Randy, what does success look like to you? 
Okay, so success to me, and it took me a long time to uh, to figure this out. Was I always thought I had to be everything to everybody, and and it took me the longest time to realize I just got to look and see what I'm most passionate about, what I like doing the most, where I actually have a skill as well. At least I think I do. And then when I found this intersection between what I like doing, what my skills were, that was my success. And so everybody has a different intersection. But if we can help people find that intersection between passion and talent, that's what we want to do. And just a quick example, like Don Brolin's going to be speaking at it. Dawn's passion is coaching softball. You know, her skills is tax and accounting. Now, you don't think that those connect, but by integrating technology, she's been able to do what she does, loves doing, helping people, but she's also been able to free up her time that she can coach softball during tax season. So for her, defining her success was, how do I minimize my time during tax season so I can do what I'm passionate about? For me, I love talking about tax. I don't really like doing tax. And so... That intersection with, all right, love the tax industry. I don't like, you know, spending 80 hours a week during tax season, which you don't have to. And we'll talk about that at the conference. But now I just go educate on tax or now I educate on burnout. And so when I found out that I can go out and I can help our business still by going out and talking about tax, talking about mental health, talking about my passions and, and avoiding burnout, for me, that was the intersection. So everybody has their own. Elnisha Jones. Sorry, I'm going to go on some stories here. Elnisha Jones, she's a CPA out of New York. She, you know, took this round, not roundabout, but she started in big four, realized it wasn't for her. She was on a partner track, left, went in the private industry, had small kids, decided she wanted to create her own schedule and not fall in the trap of, well, I'm just going to do what I was doing at the other firm I was at. And so she defined her success as working four days a week and being able to have time for her kids. And now she's created this awesome firm. She was just named, you know, one of the most influential people or or top women in accounting by Ignition, I think it was. And her, her firm now has grown and all of the employees are working moms. And so they can follow that same schedule. They know what the schedule is. They have flexibility. And so everybody has their own idea of what it is. And we just want to give people what ideas of what other people are doing to see if they want to integrate some of those things. So it's going to be fun. It's always interesting that, you know, there's like the norm and then there's what you actually get to, you know, as firm owners, my one friend, uh, his, he had mentioned this sort of aha moment that he had. And he was like, yeah, I went to schedule a dentist appointment and I asked them if I could schedule on Friday. And they said, we're not open on Fridays. And I said, I didn't know that was an option. So then I was like, well, I don't want to work Fridays. So I'm just not open Fridays anymore. And, and people just accept it. And I haven't worked a Friday in forever. And it's, and it's like these weird things where it's like, society does not allow you to make these decisions, but if you decide that that's what you want, and I've, I've kind of done this in, in my own company where it's been like, what are the things? I love how you talk about that intersection of what you're good at and what you actually have impact in. And so for me, talking about technology and things like that, love it. But actually doing it, I pay, I pay a bunch of other people <laughs> yep. to do all that. And you know, people, they'll, they'll email me with, 
hey, I'm having an issue with this. And I know that in 15 minutes, I can do it. But also, sometimes that 15 minutes turns into three hours. And it's also like, well, I'm paying other people to do this. So, you know, getting the stuff that's time consuming off my plate where it doesn't have to be me, you know, I can delegate these tasks to people that frankly are way better at it than I am. You know, 2013, I thought I was untouchable and the best that there is. And, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, I'm terrible. Like I, <laughs> I'm better than most, but, but compared to the people that we have that are better at it, that, you know, enjoy doing it. Got one guy, he'll work till four in the morning on projects just to help. It, it'll like save like 10 minutes, but, <laughs> but he will do these things. It's, it's what he loves to do though. Right. Right. So, you know, it's like, here's, you know, find what you like to do and pursue that. And so for us, it yep. was like, you know, I love traveling, but I always felt guilty about traveling because then everything's just running without me. And it was like, you know, I could hire someone that runs it and then I can travel. And then, you know, the whole COVID thing kind of changed the entire world. This is probably the most I've talked about COVID in the last like three years, <laughs> <laughs> but, but relevant here to where, and I mean, that is another good example that it kind of opened our eyes to the way that we perceive things must be done. Yep. Just because we've always done it that way doesn't necessarily mean that it has to stay that way. And, you know, new tools are coming out, new technologies coming out. There are going to be opportunities for people to actually focus on things like health, which I don't think is really part of the conversation much at all. And so I think that's a really interesting topic and it's a cool, you know, not just the, the last couple of years, you know, crypto and tax and what does that mean? And all these things kind of like the hot topics, but health is health has been around for mm -hmm. a while and we take it for granted. And, you know, anybody that's run into like a serious health condition or diagnosis or one of those moments where it's like, you know, everything I've been focusing on doesn't matter anymore. You know, we take for granted things like being able to walk and have conversations and just, you know, there's so many, so many things that we just all just assume it's going to be there forever. And then the second that it's kind of rumbling, that's when we're like, I need to prioritize health. But at that point, it's like, it would have been better had it uh, happened years beforehand and habits beforehand. And I think it's a great place to to leave off. Randy, thank you so much for being on the show. The Unique CPA Conference 2023, Bridging the Gap. You'll be, first day will be August 29th, 2023, second day on the 30th in Chicago. And Randy, where could people go to learn more? Uh, so uh, actually it's on the TriMerit website, uh, tri-merit.com. And then under there, there's some expert uh, advice or something. You'll see it. I, it'll probably pop up right away and you can click on it. But if not, dig through uh, the, uh, the couple of the, the uh, uh, drop-down menus and you'll find it. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, you know, we've, we've done a, enough to design this to be different, educational and fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And guys, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to like and subscribe. I'll grow the channel. Randy, thank you so much for your time. I've learned a ton. It was great having you on the show. Thanks for having me back.